1: now
5: Good evening everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of red pill news live just about 60 seconds ago i spilled a big cup of coffee all over my keyboard my desk everything and uh, i think i think we're gonna be okay hopefully my computer didn't get too wet or my keyboard oh man all right thank you for joining us appreciate you guys being here Do me a favor, hit that like button. Uh, Feel free to share the show. I gotta say, I'm really proud of today's thumbnail. Donald Trump, I am your retribution. The avenging angel coming with God's own hand to save America and the rest of the world. You may not feel that way, but that's totally fine. Also, cautious tale from this weekend... Uh, A new viewer, who I guess didn't even really like the show, Archibald Debunker, came in and had some choice words for Lisa, real Red Pill 78 girlfriend. Let me just tell everybody here, in case you haven't figured it out yet, if you tell my fiance to F off, you're probably going to get banned, and there's not much I can do about it, because she's the boss. So, I hope that that is enough warning for anybody who might be thinking about testing the waters. All right. Viewer 12 says, awesome thumbnail. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. All right. So do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back in just a moment after this. Now, generally when it comes to anti-aging, pretty much everybody out there was looking for that miracle pill, something that's just going to fix everything. But the truth of the matter is that generally you're going to have to use multiple products that target each area of the skin differently to fully combat the appearance of aging. There's some supplements that might attempt to reduce wrinkles. There are others that might bring back firmness to sagging skin. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling multiple anti-aging products. You see, it's a special type of collagen and it's better at maintaining skin elasticity, reducing the visible signs of aging, and promoting a youthful complexion more than most any anti-aging products I've seen typically found on the store shelves. And tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up this notion that this collagen is not only a modern day fountain of youth, but that it also removes the need for us to use multiple countless serums and anti-aging supplements. But there's more. If you order now, you're also going to get 50 3% 3% off, free live VIP health and fitness coaching for life, a free new ebook entitled The 14 Foods for Amazing Skin, a 60-day money-back satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to my special website, healthwithredpill.com. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com to take advantage of this limited-time offer before it's too late. So go there now, hit the link in the description below, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. First, before we begin, I just want to call attention to my brand new soundproof wall directly behind me. There's something else that's coming for the other side of the computer. So hopefully this will help the sound out just a little bit. And I want to give a big special shout out to Eve, who you may have seen over on Twitter, uh, Eve for America. She was the one who made this happen. So thank you so much, Eve. You are awesome. I also want to give a big shout out to Hayden and Hunter, who had this happy Halloween card that they sent to Lisa and I. Thank you so much, Hayden and Hunter. Uh, also, thank you to D. Appreciate you, Dee. There is your card right there. And then we also have a really, really sad letter from somebody who had written the show in the past, Ruth, about uh, the way that her mother was targeted by a predatory uh, I guess guardian, okay? And this is something that I spoke about on the show before. Unfortunately, there are people out there who work for these agencies. They will seek out an elderly person who they think they can take advantage of. Uh, they will shoehorn themselves into their life just enough so that they can then have them declared incompetent. Uh, they will have them diagnosed with Parkinson's or dementia or Alzheimer's, something like that. And then they get themselves awarded a state-appointed guardian. And once they do that... They can essentially just pill for that person's bank account. They can sell off all of their assets. It's a really, really horrible thing. And this happened to Ruth's mother. And so I wanted to read this letter because I I do want to respond to Ruth today on the show. She said, uh, Dear Zach, I've been trying to catch up on the news, and I just heard your recount of one of your viewers' story of domestic terrorism perpetrated on their elderly parents by the irs if you don't remember that show you know let me know and I'll, I'll mention that as well but another set of viewers whose parents were targeted by the irs for things that weren't illegal for taxes they'd already paid they essentially were just targeted because it was a massive payday for the irs agent that was going after them and uh, just again a terrible story they put them in prison they took a lot of their money So she said it seems strange that no one accomplishes elder abuse better than the villains placed in strategic positions in our government. My mother is the one I wrote to you about two year, about a year ago. She was deemed as incompetent after getting a diagnosis of dementia from a doctor they never name. Ruth never met this doctor. Ruth has no idea who this doctor is, and this is uh, very similar to the situation that we see in the family court system. You've got this organization of uh, caregivers and therapists and lawyers and judges. And they will essentially get into the lives of families and just tear them apart and force them to spend as much money as they possibly can. CPS also deeply invested in this. And it's a big payday for every single person in that – the link in that chain. So – uh, and she, after getting a diagnosis of a dementia from a doctor, they never name. It was a fake diagnosis. They've imprisoned her in an assisted living facility now going on two years. She cries all the time and is forever scarred. In a few days, she's going to turn 89. She has a very good memory and she's quite cognitive. What these snakes have done to her is heinous. She and this family will never forget how this country has treated her. They took everything from her, including all her sentimental rings. She had a ring given to her by her grandmother in Germany, whom she was named after. She had it since she was eight years old, and these people managed to lose it for her, along with her other grandmother's and mother's rings and her own wedding set. They do this to old people and they feed off all their assets. They won't even give an accounting to her of what they have taken when it's requested. She worked all of her life to have a comfortable end of life and now they won't even take her to the glaucoma doctor to stop the vision loss. She's almost deaf and they almost lost her and and they also lost her custom hearing aids which they won't replace. I know now how how they end the lives of elderly in these homes. They simply stop their medication for days and they don't call an ambulance. When I cited this to all of the attorneys in this case, she finally started getting her medication regularly again. My mother swears this place, close the door on one of the residents here and let her starve. The guardian only lets us see our mother for two hours a week and <clears throat> only in the sunroom. Almost no one gets visitors here. They can do whatever they want to these people. The people who run these places are in sync with them and heartless. Now, this is the part that I really want to respond to because uh, while I understand how you feel, Ruth, I, I want to try to give you some perspective and a little bit of hope. She says, I used to be the most patriotic person around. I can no longer swear allegiance to this country after witnessing the pain inflicted on my dear mother. Except for ER visits, she hasn't been allowed outside that building for a year and nine months. She once did have a nervous breakdown because she's going stir-crazy. The Guardian ended her hospital stay after four days because the psychiatric evaluations were citing no dementia. And they are suppressing all of this so it never comes out in court. So while I can absolutely understand how something like this just – and this is one of the most heinous stories I've ever heard. How it could make you lose yourself and lose your love of America or or your belief in anything good. I just – I want to let you know that this is not America that's done this to your mother. This is a select group of very corrupt, evil people. Who have worked themselves into a position of power, and it's no different than what we see happening in various federal agencies throughout the government, state agencies, even local agencies. The sad fact of the matter is that people who are psychopaths, okay, people who desire power, who love to inflict sadistic pain on others, they seek those positions of power. And this is one of the biggest reasons that I urge the audience nearly every single show to please become part of the political process. We need good people to run for office. We need people who understand the plight of people like Ruth's mother. We need people to get educated and to get into these types of professions so that they can do the good work that needs to be done to restore the faith in humanity that so many people like Ruth have lost. It's awful, but it's not America. America is simply a nation made up of people, and some of those people are heinous. They are incredibly evil, but that doesn't mean that America itself is evil. She says how thoroughly this country can destroy a law-abiding citizen. It's absolutely horrific. We should all be frightened. It can happen to anyone. If we all formed a coalition, all of us so wronged by our government, we could be so very powerful. And she wants me to pass this letter along to the people who I mentioned before. So, and there's some other stuff, but it's personal. So I'm going to leave that out. <clears throat> so my 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 ultimate point here, again, is that, The actions of one do not reflect upon the many. And it's the same type of attitude that I take when uh, I'm looking at, you know, evil things happening around the world. It's it's the reason why we can't blame an entire race of people for the numb-skulled, idiotic actions of a select few. You know, I don't blame The entire Palestinian people for the attack of October 7th. I don't blame the entirety of the Jewish race for their response to it. Uh, And I don't blame white America for slavery of black Americans because you want to go back a little bit further. Irish Irish people were enslaved uh, by other races. Jewish people enslaved people of other races. Africans sold their African enemies into the hands of slavers, okay? And it was actually white people who ended slavery first out of any of those races. So the point being that some evil people do not represent the entirety of one group, And we see this today, you know, there are good people in politics, there are bad people in politics, there are good people in civil service, there are bad people in civil service, and the bad people mean that the good have to work that much harder to overcome the damage that they've done, and especially when it comes to the hearts and minds of people who want to believe in the system we have, who want to believe that America can overcome, that people can thrive. Not just survive, not just scrape by, but we should all be living the American dream at this point. And the sad fact of the matter is they have made it as difficult as possible for people to get there. So I guess I am asking people to come together. And even if you don't agree with my politics, I I would hope that we could still have some things that we agree on, uh, such as the sanctity of human life. OK, uh, everyone's right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, you know, I, I I vote Republican because I am most often reflected in my views in conservative candidates. But I'm truly a libertarian at the end of the day. You know, I believe in live and let live like I am not going to tell you how to live your life As long as your happiness doesn't infringe upon mine, if you want to do stupid things, as long as you keep those stupid things inside the walls of your home, it's none of my business and it shouldn't be anybody's business and the government shouldn't have nothing to do with it. There is a lot going on in this country that the government has wedged its way into simply so that they can develop new layers of bureaucracy, find additional sources of funding and new ways to rape your bank account. Those are the things that I would like to see done away with. And we have a lot of work to do. Not going to say that we don't. America looks very bleak at this very moment, but things are also looking up. All right, you guys, so thank you very much for allowing me to indulge uh, in that little rant. I also wanted to say Suicide earlier in the chat had asked if I was related to Mark Christ from uh, Power Nation's Music City Trucks. I am not, but I had never heard of this guy before. I, it sounds like maybe this is on cable or something, and I don't have I don't have this channel. I don't have cable, uh, but I pulled this guy up, and <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh because I can see the resemblance. He's a white guy with a beard and glasses. We pretty much have the same hairline, uh, you know, maybe the the same build as well. Uh, but no, I am not related to Mark Christ, and uh, I don't know. I'll have to check out their YouTube channel and see what's going on with them. I just thought that was really funny. All right. So I want to I show you. I want to show you what the future for America needs to look like and the way that it appears it's going. Now, there is a lot, a lot to be angry about here in America, and as a result of that anger – This is why people are now supporting Donald Trump who could not support him before. And when the people show up in this chat and they call us cultists or they say, you know, that that we're insane for supporting Donald Trump. okay, you're supporting war criminals. You are supporting narcissists. You are supporting psychopaths and you are supporting fascists. Okay, that's the modern day left. That's who the left support. They want their hands in your pockets so that they they can control every aspect of your life, your family, your work schedule, your bank account. Okay? Things don't end well with communism or fascism, but there is a very unique blend of those two things coming together in today's radical left. And that's what we reject. That's what the majority of America rejects. And it's too bad. But unfortunately, a lot of those people have found their way into government because it's just the way that it goes. Uh, Those people can smell it on each other where the rest of us are just, you know, walking through life, hoping for the best thing to happen, that, you know, we're going to be blessed that the person next to us is going to do the right thing. You know, it's just unfortunate. A lot of times they don't. But as a result of that, America is starting to turn. Gen Z is far more conservative than the generations that have come before them. They are the ones who have been most adversely affected by this woke culture. Hang on. Got a piece of lint on my tongue. They've been affected by woke culture because they've grown up with it constantly surrounding them. And they're rejecting it. And the rest of America is rejecting the radical left as well. Now, the mainstream media, they've been feeling their death grip weaken on the minds of America for several years now. But now that we're getting closer to 2024, uh, they have become even more panicked by it. And, you know, there I've often talked about the idea of, you know, this pendulum swinging back and forth from left to right and back again. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate that Sometimes things go a little bit too far, but, you know, that's when the more uh, even-keeled, I guess, more sane-minded people have to step in and say, hey, we're going to do something about that. So what happened to this country? Well, we swung way too far to the left because of the people who were controlling the message. Well, those controllers and their message – has been largely thrown in the dustbin of history. First, I want to play for you a clip uh, from a program, I think it's on Showtime, called The Circus. But this was uh, with Steve Bannon and Kerry Lake. And Steve Bannon is having a conversation with uh, the, the hosts of this show. And they're talking about what Donald Trump plans to do. And this has been a major theme in the last couple of days. I've got a story for you from CNN talking about this very subject. I've got a story for you from MSNBC talking about this very subject. Every single time, they can... See which way the wind is blowing. They set the rules for this game. They're the ones who set the stage. And now that we're playing the game in the way that they have deemed it to be played, they're starting to panic. Let's go ahead and take a look at this clip from Bannon. It's about five minutes long. So, but stick with me because it's well worth every second. Let's take a look.
0: See you, sir. Right, Thank
4: you, Steve. You are a legend. Democrats are freaking out for these polls over the weekend uh, that put Trump up in a bunch of the battleground states. In 2016, when you were intimately involved in the campaign, Donald Trump stood up at the at the convention and said, I am your voice. And now Trump says, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Backward looking, vengeful, grievance driven. You know that the way people win in America is to talk about the future. They talk about the future. They talk I'm the future. They talk. so voting sick of people say elections about the future. Yeah. That is totally Are they about the voters? It's about the lived experience of the voters. Yeah. Because the lived experience of their lives sucks, and the reason it sucks is a fucking unfeeling, uniparty in Washington D.C. that says, "Go fuck yourself. You're nothing but serfs, and we don't give a shit about you." So you every four years. Trump they, cares they, about them. They respond to Trump, and they look back in Trump's. President saying said, "Hey, my wages were higher, inflation was lower. We weren't at wars all over the place. Maybe the guy's a jerk, but he's a badass, and, and the world fears him." And so it's badass. It, all he does, it, does is complain about people. A whiny, vengeful, that's, not, that's backward that's, looking. That's billionaire. That's, that's right, just that's not forward like i looking. Right. That's, that's forward, forward looking. looking. I want to take on the administrative state that's driven this country into the ground.
6: He's not talking about taking on the administrative state to help people's lives. He's talking about going after the people that were mean to him. He says, oh, I'm going to have the DOJ target Bill Barr because he was mean to me. I'm going to have the DOJ target John Kelly because he turned on me. I'm going to have the DOJ target Jack Smith. because That's all he talks about. He doesn't talk about helping people. That's true. That's not true. But well, here's my question. You have a MAGA lawyer who likes to go on your podcast, Mike Davis. Here's what he suggested were the top priorities for Trump's attorney general. One, fire the deep state executive branch. Two, indict the whole Biden family. Three, deport 10 million people, kids in cages. It will be glorious. Four, detain people at Gitmo. Five, pardon every January 6th defendant. What do you think about that five-step plan? I think plan? it's
4: fantastic. We All five? It. All five. We're going to start the largest deportation program in history. All 10 million must, must leave. You're
6: saying that, that it's about people's gut feelings, it's about people's lived experiences. You think, hey, struggling? Hang on, hang on, you think somebody that's struggling right now in the economy cares about firing random deep state people, indicting Joe Biden's brother, supporting people? Did I say
4: that's all they're going to do? That's Mike Davis, who'd probably be the attorney general. Trump laughs about Nancy Pelosi's husband being assaulted. How's her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? <laughs> she has a wall around her house which obviously didn't do a very good job. He said that Mark Milley should be executed. He wants to pardon these January 6th insurrectionists who beat cops with flagpoles. And then he talks about we should have the shoplifters killed, right? Is there not a pattern here that Trump's rhetoric is demonstrably getting more violent? But any president of the United States that's come from behind at 16 and then try to have his administration thwarted from day one, then win a massive win in 2020 and have it stolen from him, No one has ever been able to produce a shred of evidence that there was a stolen election in 2020. An administration, a powerful man, a billionaire with a lot of lawyers on his side who went out and adjudicated it in all kinds of venues at your urging and others and lost in every single venue with Republican judges who were often appointed by him. We'll have plenty of time for that after we win in 2024. We'll get to the bottom of how it was stolen. We will hold people responsible and criminal charges against those people who stole it.
6: Okay, but as long as he is around, yes. everyone has to kiss the ring, everyone has yes. to espouse the fake election fraud, or not else they're they're excommunicated.
4: Not excommunicated, but you're not part of this movement. This is kind of the inner workings of this civil war between the Republican establishment and MAGA. And in there, you have litmus tests, okay? And one of the litmus tests is, is Trump. not just President Trump, but also particularly the stealing of the 2020 election. That is a fundamental tenet of this movement. By the way, they've made it all about Trump, okay? This movement is ascended and is going to go on long after Donald Trump is going to get more powerful and broader. Even if a Democrat was to win, there's no compromise here. What you're saying is even if Trump lost to Biden, there's no going back to the old Republican Party. farther right than Trump. Farther right. President Trump is a moderate in our movement. You're going to pine in future years that you wished Donald Trump was around.
5: And boom. Okay, now Ice Wendigo, I want to be very clear. I've said this many, many times on the show. When I'm talking about right now, specifically when I say the left, there is a difference between politicians and the American radical cultural left that have attempted to steer this narrative through america okay the things we do the things we say political correctness okay that may have started with the globalists seeding it in but now because it's taken hold inside the american consciousness that's something that has to be excised now obviously when we're talking about these two gentlemen and i use that term very graciously that we're interviewing steve bannon they have a fundamental misunderstanding about the nature of america And I think that they are knowingly being disingenuous when they're describing Donald Trump. It's the American political left, Joe Biden's administration and the deep state who are the ones who indicted Donald Trump, who attempted to destroy Donald Trump. It's the American political class, both the left and the right, who have destroyed our country gradually over time, either because of inaction willfully or direct changes to the American political landscape that led to worsening of our lives on so many levels. And so all of that, no matter where they claim to be on the political spectrum, no matter where they are on the cultural spectrum, spectrum, that all needs to go. And we recognize that, all right, the people who say that we're crazy, they're part of the problem. And Steve Bannon is absolutely right. I have been saying this for, like, going on three years now. When Donald Trump comes back, the only way for him to be successful is to completely excise the cancer. And the cancer is not just Democrats in the government. Largely, it's commies and fascists in the government. It's definitely Republicans and it's definitely Democrats. There is a bureaucratic class, which stands apart from the political class, which is driving many of these issues, and they derive their marching orders from the globalists. And so all of them must be removed. And yes, the guilty must pay. The guilty must be put on trial and the guilty must be jailed. There has to be, has to be an answer to criminal actions that take place. Otherwise, we're not a country of laws. We are a country that is made up of arbitrary decisions made by that bureaucratic and political class. And Americans are sick of it. These guys don't think that the problems that Donald Trump discusses that we need to address, that we don't care about? No. Every single person who entered this country illegally must be removed sent back to their homeland, sent back to wherever they go. Kids in cages, why not? If they came here with their parents illegally, get them the hell out of here. I have compassion, okay, but I also have respect for the rule of law. And immigration law exists specifically to address subjects such as this, okay, criminal law exists to address subjects such as election fraud, such as voter fraud, such as ballot harvesting, all of these things that were ignored. He says that no one was able to produce a shred of evidence. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. Every single case was not thrown out. Some of them endure to this day. Largely, the problem is judges who are on the take or judges who are, pardon my French, totally pussies and refuse to look at the evidence. They don't want to mess up their reputation. Okay? And then you've got lawyers who refuse to even take the cases because they don't want to lose their license. You know, it's a big freaking problem. But the people living in America who are affected every day by the decisions made by those bureaucratic and political elitists in Washington, D.C. and in capital cities all over this country, we see what's happening and we know what needs to be done. All you need to do is take a look at the laws that are in effect. Take a look at them and understand what it is you're not enforcing. And then take a look at the federal agencies that are supposed to be presiding over these rules and regulations and laws. And if they don't do their job, well, then what the hell do we need them for? Get rid of them. Cut the fat. The only way we're going to ever hope to get out of this quagmire in terms of the, the federal debt and the deficit is to stop spending. Stop taking all the money in God's creation and flushing it down the toilet. If we take a look at these recent polls from average Americans just like us, what do we care about? Well, I'll tell you what we don't care about. We don't want to go to war. We don't want to be involved in yet another endless war. We don't want all of our tax dollars, all of our resources being sent to the Middle East. We certainly don't want it being sent to Israel. This is a a poll of 4,922 registered voters conducted between October 30th and November 7th, and it sampled voters in some of the top Key swing states, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. All states, by the way, that major Democrat 501C3 non-governmental organizations largely funded by George Soros are working on massively pumping out voter registration drives. We're talking about 43,000 stolen or fictitious votes that decided the election in 2020. These people realize that. And so they know that they're going to have to steal a lot more votes this time around if they're going to be able to cheat successfully. So the border, unsurprisingly, is one of the largest issues. How do we expect to protect ourselves and our families when unrestricted illegal migration is taking place at our southern border and the United States government is just turning the other way? Well, Uh, We can't expect to keep our country safe because they have no idea who these people are or where they're going. So, yes, we need to deport every single one of them. We also need to stay out of foreign conflicts. Donald Trump didn't put us into war. Okay, for all the leftists who hate Donald Trump, Take a look at your beloved Barack Obama. Take a look at your beloved Joseph Robinette Biden. Take a look at your beloved Hillary Clinton. We came, we saw, he died. She is a psychopathic narcissist, a complete and utter crazy person. Uh, Freight Awakening says, the more I watch War Room, see Bannon speak, the more I think he was involved in the Q team. Also, the Rumble chat is stuck on your screen. Great. Thank you for that, buddy. Let me see if I can fix it. And uh, yes, I, I think uh, I've I've always thought that Steve Bannon had uh, a significant part to play. Steve was uh, definitely somebody who was on the boards long before he actually came to work in the Trump administration. So... Uh, Among these swing states, Trump led Biden on border security. How could you not? You know, and remember, they always oversample for Democrats. So we're probably talking about a much higher number here. Uh, We're also talking about the economy because nobody's dollar is going very far at this point. Nobody has savings. Nobody can afford to do anything. Canceling vacations, uh, putting off things that we don't absolutely have to pay for at this very moment. Immigration, crime on America's streets, look at every Democrat-run city in this nation. It's a a giant open cesspool with homeless encampments, open-air drug markets, and rivers of human excrement running into the sewers, into the, the storm drains, rather. These are the things that America cares about. We don't want to be lectured about having to protect and defend democracy. In other countries around the world, I'm worried about the CIA's meddling in foreign nations and elections around the world. That's what I'm worried about. That's because that's what I know happens. You see, we go set up shop, humanitarian or otherwise, in some other nation, and the CIA makes sure that the government who takes power is friendly to American interests not even really American interests, just friendly to our intelligence interests. The things that they do behind our backs, that they take the money that we make to pay for. Now, if we take a look at the story from CNN, it's even more dire because this is coming from the mouthpiece of the show. I don't even know her name. She's uh, oh, Abby Phillip, Abby Phillip. So in this segment, she's attempting to raise concern about Donald Trump's likely he is elected again is looking more autocratic than do- likely vengeance that he's planning to bring to the table and again it only makes me love him more because this is the only way that Americans the people are going to be successful we have to cut the cancer out we have to remove the rot if you've got a gangrenous foot, you wrap a Band-Aid around it? No. No. You excise it. You cut that foot off before the rot spreads to the rest of your body. And this is another longer clip, but stay with me because it's worth
7: it. More vengeance than governance. And how do we know that? Well, his own words. Item number one, revenge. The Washington Post reports that he and his allies are plotting to take control of the Justice Department to punish his perceived enemies. Now, this. Includes OK, so President Biden and many of his own former officials from John.
5: So I just I want to comment on this one as uh, as as she goes along. It's not revenge. OK, it's turnabouts, fair play. Again, you made the rules. OK, the American political And bureaucratic class made the rules. They're the ones who indicted Donald Trump. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton had special access program intelligence on her secret bathroom email server? And Barack Obama and Joe Biden and John Kerry and a whole host of other people were using illicit secret email addresses so that they could get around the Freedom of Information Act. Okay, they all broke the law. Hillary Clinton should have went to prison for that. Donald Trump was very gracious. He said, I, I, you know, I don't really want to put her in prison. He was probably imagining, you know, that this would happen, that we would go down a very dark road. Well, that's the road they took. They essentially decided their own fate when they went after Donald Trump in the way that they did. So carry on. F around. Find out. To Bill Barr, it's something that Trump also admits out loud.
8: If I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say, go down and indict them. Mostly, that would be, you know, they would be out of business. They'd be out. They'd be out of the election.
5: OK, and what now would remind what they just showed there was not Donald Trump saying that he was just going to jail and indict his political enemies. He was describing what's happening to him. He was describing The behavior of the people who are currently running our country, the very same ones who are afraid that they're going to be put in the same position as Donald Trump. Well, all I can say is, I hope you are because you deserve everything that's coming to you.
7: That he floated the death penalty for retired chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley. Item number two, he's planning to purge the government of employees to install his own loyalists. Axios reported.
5: Isn't that what every president does? And isn't this what many of us said we had wished Donald Trump had done in his first term in office? There is nothing unusual about that. So CNN trying to, you know, raise the alarm about Donald Trump hiring people who are loyal to him. How in the hell are you supposed to have a functioning government? Well, we can take a look at the first time that Trump was in office and we can see all of the pushback that he got from every single federal agency. Remember the resistance, my resistance. Remember all those people working in federal service in the public sector, telling their friends, going to The Washington Post and The New York Times, blathering on, totally open about it. We have to stop Trump's agenda. Okay, well. If we know that that's what's going to happen, if you are allowed to remain in federal service, then why in the hell wouldn't
7: we fire you? Do it. Fire them all. 50,000 workers could lose protections, including those in national security posts, intelligence, law enforcement, the State Department, even the military. And of course, all of
5: the most dangerous departments to Donald Trump, because who, who assassinates presidents? Well, it's the State Department and the CIA, isn't it? Let's take a look. I mean, just look through history. Tell me. You've seen it. You guys know. JFK, anyone?
7: He has also said that part out loud as well. This is the final battle. With you
8: at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country.
5: Please. Yes. Do it. Do it. I cannot wait for 2025. I cannot wait to see how many of these people lose their jobs. How many federal agencies are just shut down. To think that a leftist would hear Donald Trump saying that and they would be offended, you're going to shut out the neocon war hawks? No. America needs to be at war 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, every single year that we have a country because if we don't, the
7: economy is going to collapse. Item number three, he wants to consolidate presidential power. The New York Times reporting that he would increase his grip on every part of the federal government, from the FCC to the Trade Commission. He could also even refuse to spend money the way that Congress intended.
5: Yeah, but he's the freaking president, right? he'll be the president. He can essentially do what needs to be done. There is tremendous power in the executive branch. And Donald Trump was very restrained in the way that he used it during his first term in office. If Donald Trump wants to veto something, he can go ahead and do that. If he wants to direct certain agencies under his direct purview to behave in a certain way, to implement certain ideas, certain ideological considerations with the hope of saving America, then he has every right in the world. And the American people realize that that's why Donald Trump has the mandate from the American people. This is what we want. We are sick and tired of being lectured. We are sick and tired of having our families destroyed. We are sick and tired of walking down the street and wondering if some narco-terrorist from a South American country is going to round the bend and chop off our heads and rape our children because that's what's happening. We are living in a lawless society, and it's of their making. It has to change. Do it.
7: Number four. He's once again teasing even more travel bans for a wide swath of people. Again, he's saying it out loud.
8: And in my second term, we're going to expand each and every one of those bans because we have no choice. We aren't bringing in anyone from Gaza, Syria, Somalia, Yemen or Libya or anywhere else that threatens our security.
5: This is an experiment that was tried in Western Europe. Ask them how it's going. Ask them about the Muslim no-go zones. Ask them about the places where the cops just refuse to go because it's not safe. Ask them about the roving gangs of East Asian Muslim rapists, child molesters. Ask about the Islamic immigrants who have taken over city governments and who protect those child rapists. Ask about the terrorism that has infected the West. Tell me, France, how is your Muslim population doing right now? We saw it firsthand earlier this year. And now with this war between Gaza and uh, the West Bank and Israel, they're hoping to push all of those Palestinians, those ethnic Arabs into other Western nations. Make it somebody else's problem. Not my problem. Not in this country. If you want to come to America, there's a path to citizenship. This is another thing Donald Trump has said. If we're going to allow people into America, they got to to learn English. Okay, you got to integrate into the society. You have to love America. You're not just coming here because you want a better life for your family and you want to use the resources that we have built up. Because when you do that, you get enough of them here and there's nothing left. They have licked the corpse clean they're basically chewing on rib bones
7: right now and we can't have that i've ideological tests for anyone trying to enter the united states i will implement strong
8: ideological screening of all
7: immigrants if you don't
8: like our religion which a lot of them don't if you sympathize with jihadists then we don't want you in our country and you are not getting in. Right? We don't want you. Get out of here. You're fired. You're fired.
5: Okay, so now I see a comment from Lies Jane, and I, I want to second that. You know, for the people who call us cultists, the, the cult of Trump, the cult of MAGA, Donald Trump is simply the only political figure who is speaking truth to power. He's the only one who is echoing the sentiments of the American people. It's not about Donald Trump. He is merely a man. He is a vessel for what needs to be done. And I would hope that there would be more of us who would rise up in his wake to continue that work. But it's not Donald Trump. This is about the American people. This is about the preservation of our nation. This is about the reconstruction of our nation because they have deconstructed it. Donald Trump is just the one who's on stage. I love him, okay? But if it was somebody else saying the same stuff, believing what he said, actually giving his own free time, his money, his life to save this country, I would stand behind them in a heartbeat.
7: Item number six. In addition to banning many from entering, he is also vowing a historic removal. Get out and we will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American
5: history. See, that's that's what needs to happen. Who the hell else is talking about that? Like nobody, nobody, nobody in government right now. Everybody else is sitting on their thumbs just waiting Got to get to the next election cycle. I'll have some leeway. Tell Vladimir, this is Obama, tell Vladimir I'll have some leeway after I win this election. Then I'll have more freedom to do, you know, what what needs to be done. But until then, I got to keep lying to the American people.
7: Number seven, also involving immigration. Trump threatening to restart family separations, taking children away from their parents at the border. Remember, some of these families,
5: Uh, Yes. W.S. 84. There is a major difference between classical liberalism and what is defined today as a leftist or a liberal under the current DNC regime. Totally different. We're never reunited. When you say to a family
7: that if you come, we're going to break you up, they don't come. Now, you may recall that his administration actually first denied that this was happening at all. And now he's out there touting this policy.
8: We did family separation. A lot of people didn't come. It stopped people from coming by the hundreds of thousands because when they.
5: So what was different about Donald Trump's administration and family separation? He was honest about it. He spoke about it. He told people what to expect. If you come here, you're likely coming as an illegal, and as a result of that, your family will be broken up while we determine what to do with you. You see, Obama was the one putting kids in cages. He started the kids in cages. He just lied to the world about it. You know, bring me your tired, your cold, your huddled masses. Come here illegally. Remember, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, they suggested that it was a free-for-all. And Joe Biden, given the order to just cut the concertina wire, what the hell? hell, son of a bitch, they started coming. Well, what do you expect? Donald Trump told them, if you come here illegally, we are going to enforce the law. So think real good, long and hard, about what you want to do here. If you want to come to America, then you come through legal means.
7: Family separation, they say, well, we better not go. Number eight, he says that he'll pardon many of those convicted in the January 6th attack.
8: I will be looking at them very, very seriously for pardons. Very, very seriously.
5: As he should, because there are many people who were convicted of things
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
5: happening on January 6th, who were not guilty of anywhere near the behavior of what happened during the summer of love. Do you remember when they tried to burn down Washington, D.C.? People like this broad, people like others on the left on these mainstream media talking headpieces, they were championing the mostly peaceful protests, the mostly peaceful psyop, more like it. So yes, well, if he needs to look at people to be pardoned because they are victims of political persecution of the current regime, by all means, go ahead.
7: Number nine, he'll attempt to invoke the Insurrection Act. That's according to the Washington Post. He and his allies. At-
5: the Washington Post, who's like totally full shit, by the way. BTW,
7: is want to use the military to quash <clears throat> protests. And item number ten. A question mark over the most powerful alliance in the world, the most powerful
5: warmongering organization in the world. NATO's sole reason for existing is for military dominance over smaller nations using the military might of the entirety of the Western world. They can use that to control smaller nations, to tell them that if you don't do what we tell you we're going to do well, then you're not going to get to play in the sandbox. You're going to turn out like Russia.
7: In a second, Trump term would almost certainly withdraw from NATO. Trump himself continues to brag about telling NATO allies that he would not defend them unless they paid more. So while...
5: Everybody is supposed to pay in NATO. Why is it that only the United States has to pay in NATO? Okay, that's what Donald Trump was talking about. It's common sense. It's like you're living in a house full of you and five of your friends. Five of those friends, including you, pay their rent every month. And then you got the deadbeat on the first floor with the nicest room who doesn't pay his rent and every month expects you to pick up the bill. Get the F out of here. No, I'm not going to pay your bills for you. I have kicked people out of my home. Okay, renters, people who had previously been my friends who had decided at one point they just didn't want to pay bills anymore. Okay, you don't want to pay bills. Fine. I will evict your ass. I have no problem doing that. And I have no problem writing you off as somebody who can no longer be in my life. So if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes to hold people accountable, to tell them that if you don't pay, we're not going to defend you. I have no problem with that. I don't think anybody has a problem with that.
7: his republicans rivals jab trump for refusing to debate and be on that debate stage that particular platform is not necessary to understand his vision one that includes retribution and spite at the heart of it
5: yeah not retribution again is looking more spite, not retribution not spite again this is the game that you've laid out this is the game you have defined for america for donald trump And we are simply playing that game. Donald Trump is playing that game. But Donald Trump is, again, the only person on the political stage who is responding to the wants, the needs, the fears of the American public. Now, I want to show you Jen Psaki's take on this. Because she's all worried that President Trump says he would prosecute criminals in his second term. Those same criminals who were working against him in his first term, the same criminals who are attempting to punish and prosecute him at this very moment. Jen Psaki knows those criminals all too well because she's been working for them in government and now the media for a very long time in the same way that MSNBC did, in the same way that Showtime did. They're warning about an authoritarian shift. I want a big iron fist to come down on their asses, okay? If that's authoritarian to make people pay for the crimes they've committed against the American people in America, then so be it, all right? If Donald Trump needs to take control of the executive branch and, and tighten this ship up, then so be it. She said that Trump's plans uh, are deeply concerning, labeled them as authoritarian banana republic type stuff. Now, you know what authoritarian banana republic type stuff is, is when the opposition party to the current leadership steals the election in concert with the mainstream media and 501c3 non-governmental organizations all over the country and then gaslight you for years telling you that, well, that never happened. We didn't steal the election. We fortified it. (laughs) See that? See what they did there? What a distinction. What a distinction. She pointed to President Trump's Upcoming strategies to launch investigations into his critics, plans to invoke the Insurrection Act. Hey, if people are insurrecting, then let's go ahead and do it. Allowing the military deployment against civilian demonstrations. There is a difference between a protest, a violent protest and a peaceful demonstration. And we all know it when we see it. Okay, there were violent demonstrations during President Trump's time in office, largely made up of people who were being paid to be there, bust in from all over the country. They would choose a city that they wanted to destroy, to burn down, to loot, largely harming people of color, largely harming minority owned businesses. And they would just go ahead and take care of it. Hey, let's set a firebomb at this black owned barbecue shop. The threat of a second Trump term is still very real. It's not only very real, it's inevitable. This is inevitable, Jen Psaki. The things he is saying right now are some of the most concerning things we've ever heard him say. What about when Joe Biden stood in front of a blood red background and called Americans terrorists because we supported Donald Trump? That's not that's not the least bit concerning, Jen Psaki. We're talking about the rule of law. We're talking about the implementation of the rule of law, things that America has seemingly forgotten. This is scary to them because it means that they will no longer have free reign to steal from the piggy bank. Let's take a listen.
7: The hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? What? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way.
5: And yet, no, just because you say we should hear it that way, Jen Psaki, doesn't mean that we do. Okay, the days of the mainstream media of MSNBC, CNN, even Fox News, setting the stage, weaving that narrative for Americans to just believe and follow along with, those days are done. You have now been relegated to the dustbins of history. Nobody has cable anymore. Nobody's watching your stuff. The only reason I ever catch it is so I can make fun of it, so that I can call out the hypocrisy, so that I can point out the logical fallacies in everything these people say. So as an example, as an example of the great management skills of Blue Cities, uh, apparently in Seattle... Uh, They don't expect to have all their votes from the most recent election counted until three weeks, three weeks after they actually cast them. So the Seattle City Council, it's only a city council election, have not been announced. It's been a week since Election Day, and they are continuing to count votes. Are they really counting votes? Are these people that stupid? Do they have some fundamental learning disability that doesn't allow them to, you know, look at votes in the same way that other people do. Maybe they're all hopped up on fentanyl or crystal methamphetamines. Maybe that's why they don't know how to count. I would say that's probably closer to the truth. They don't expect to have results until November 28th, and they're going to continue to update the unofficial results until all the votes have been counted. I mean, if we take a look at similarly sized cities throughout the United States in a small local election such as this, I guarantee you nobody else is having the problems that Seattle is. But see, they have to make sure that everybody's pronouns are the same or correct. Rather, they have to make sure that no one feels disenfranchised. They have to ensure that nobody gets triggered (laughs) can't have a magazine laying around that might have Donald Trump's face on it. They may not even know what to do with themselves. So among the leading candidates, you've got Joy Hollingsworth, Maritza Rivera, Kathy Moore, Bob Kettle, and Dan Strauss. Uh, They all want public safety to be their main priority, uh, which is ironic because, of course, it's Seattle. Roughly 65% of Seattle residents back in September said that they would vote for a city council member candidate who plans to increase the seattle police department this is also where the Chaz exist. remember the the autonomous zone that's the modern left <laughs> the autonomous zone talk about terrorism I, I wish that they would have pulled out all the stops and brought the uh the national guard out for that one but they just let those people they took over a police station i mean come on And they're calling grandmas who stood on the Capitol lawn terrorists. My God. Uh, Unsurprisingly, 68% of Seattle residents said they also view homelessness as another major issue. Could have told you that one without even having to ask anybody about it. All right. So real quick, I got a couple of thank yous I want to give over here on the foxhole. Uh, Loop to loop. Thank you for the shades. Leanne 63, thanks for the cookie. LKW Cross, thank you for the can. Paulie 9363, thanks for that cookie. Sean Anon says, uh, look, Squirrel, I keep crushing it, brother. Miss the shit out of you. I miss you too, brother. I was watching your show over the weekend. I was just thinking, I wish you didn't have a show on at the same time as me so that we could see each other more often. Porpoiseful, thank you, Zach, for all you do. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. And then also uh we had – uh uh lou who was what was the full name i'm sorry so many chats have gone by in rumble Uh, i believe it was lou who joined as a channel member over on rumble gosh where did it go it disappeared well anyways i said thank you in the chat so you know who you are thank you very much for joining as a member i appreciate it all right so couple of things I I, I did not plan to talk for an hour only on the legacy of the next Trump administration, but I don't know. That's that's where we ended up. But we've had some interesting developments in terms of election integrity taking place down in Georgia. Now, I I had mentioned in the first segment that there is uh, uh, still ongoing cases where people are challenging the results of the 2020 election. All of them haven't been thrown out there. It's not that there haven't been shreds of evidence because there certainly have. And this case that I'm talking about here in Fulton County, which is, again, the most horribly mismanaged county in the state of Georgia, uh, they were attempting to find the evidence by requesting election materials from the Fulton County administrators. We have a 2020 ballot review case. What's uh, what's crazy about it? Is that this over this last weekend, all of the lawyers working for the county withdrew their representation and uh, they have walked away. Now, this is shortly after determining that the Fulton County Election Administrators probably illegally destroyed ballots or maybe they never existed in the first place. I'd say that that's a, a pretty good chance right there. So there is still a pending lawsuit regarding the results of the election from 2020. This is Garland Favorito. He's been a guest on the show before. It was filed way back in December of 2020, but of course – Fulton County Superior Court uh, moves at a snail's pace. It was actually dismissed in October of 2021 due to standing, which is just an excuse when a judge doesn't want to preside over a case. But the plaintiffs, Garland, Favorito and et al uh, appealed, and they eventually had that dismissal overturned by the Georgia Supreme Court. And they ruled on a key case, Henry County Board of Commissioners versus Sons of Confederate Veterans. That case ensured that voters do have standing to bring a case. You see, no matter how many times these people will tell you that, oh, you've, you haven't been injured. Well, the election was stolen. How was I not injured? If I live in Fulton County and my vote wasn't counted, if it was overran by a whole bunch of fake ballots that were pulled out from suitcases, well, you know. I don't know how I don't have injury and standing. Back in May of 2021, it was reported that uh, respondents in the case had retained Donald Samuel and Amanda Clark. They were the top two criminal defense lawyers in the country, uh, well, in that area, anyways. And uh, they were attempting to review the physical paper ballots in Fulton County. So these attorneys were representing Fulton County's Board of Registrations and Elections, Teresa Crawford and Aaron Johnson. They are both Democrats. Well, When that case ended up going back to Superior Court, rather than be assigned to the original judge, Judge Brian Amaro, it was instead assigned to Judge Robert McBurney. And on May 16th of this year, Favorito filed a motion to recuse McBurney after he presided over Fulton D.A. Fannie Willis's 2020 election grand jury and, during that time, released private excerpts from the grand jury report. Now, despite Georgia law requiring the motion to be addressed within 90 days, well, you know, it's Fulton County. They're woefully mismanaged. It is still awaiting a decision and a trial date. So on Tuesday... The criminal defense attorneys for the Fulton County Board of Registrations and Elections, Aaron Johnson and Teresa Crawford, filed a motion to withdraw as attorneys for the respondents. Well, that means that Fulton County has to find new legal representation. This is coming just days after a hearing on November 3rd, where a defendant in the Donald Trump Rico case, Harrison Floyd, filed subpoenas to release 2020 election records, which were held by Georgia's secretary of state's office in Fulton County. Why would those election records be of significance? Well, Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, her whole case rests upon the idea that Donald Trump and his so-called co-conspirators in this RICO case didn't truly believe that the election had been stolen. Well, guess what? They do. And by getting those election records, they can prove exactly why they thought the election had been stolen. So, What it looks like to me is that the lawyers who were representing Fulton County were now going to be put into a position where perhaps they would be on the losing side and nobody likes a loser. We've got plenty of them here in America, but they simply just choose not to go away. So responding to a motion to quash subpoenas, the attorneys for Floyd argued that if they prove Donald Trump won Fulton County and Georgia, the RICO indictment would simply go away. And it would in a fair, fair world. Right. Uh, But they argued that Fulton County doesn't want to hand over the records requested because they simply don't have them. The Fulton County Board of Registrations admitted that they failed to maintain the majority of ballot images from in-person voting in the November 3rd, 2020 election, original machine count. So then how can you be so certain that Joe Biden won the election in both Fulton County and Georgia? Well, the answer is you can't. And that's it. Done deal. Now, obviously, this is going to continue on. Uh, but. But. This was a significant blow to any potential standing that Fulton County might have to suggest that they presided over a fair and legal election. I don't believe that they did. Now, um, apparently... Uh, The Gateway Pundit is being sued over the story that they broke uh, that that many other agencies wouldn't talk about. Obviously, we talked about it here on great at great length. But during the 2020 election, um, there was the evidence that came out showing that Ruby Freeman scanned the same stacks of ballots multiple times uh, that uh, in the um, uh, State Farm Arena, they pretended there was a water leak. They kicked all the Republicans out, and then the Democrats stayed, and then they pulled out suitcases full of ballots, and then they scanned those through. Those were not suitcases of ballots that had any sort of uh, uh, um, chain of custody. There was no evidence to suggest that they actually were legitimate ballots, and yet they found their way into those tabulators regardless. So the story kind of jumped off again this weekend because the Gateway Pundit is getting sued, and it calls into question, of course, the official narrative, which was that Joe Biden won the election. I'm hoping that as a result of the Gateway Pundit being sued, perhaps they too will request some of the, effectual, uh, the, the the election information that was supposed to be held by Fulton County. But guess what? We just found out that they didn't actually keep any of it. So this is going to be an interesting one. And one more from Georgia. Uh, Judge Amy Totenberg, who has on numerous occasions shown her stripes, she is a Trump hater. Uh, she is a rabid leftist that, in my opinion, is uh, totally co-opted. But she made this unusual decision to allow a lawsuit against Brad Raffensberger, who is the secretary of state and who himself had a lot to do with Joe Biden's supposed victory in November of 2020. So the question is, what's so special about this case? Why is she allowing it to go through? Um Now, she's the same judge who kept the Haldeman report – secret until June of 2023. And the Haldeman report proved that the very machines that were being used, the same machines that we called into question, that Donald Trump and others called into question, were not safe. They were not secure. They could be hacked. There was all kinds of different security vulnerabilities. And as a result of that report, and Amy Totenberg and others wanting to, quote, fortify the election system here in the United States. She sealed it up until June of 2023. And then when it came out, it showed that Dominion software and their systems were woefully inadequate and that essentially the United States taxpayer was paying billions of dollars every year to a company that really can't stand behind its product, allegedly based upon this report. So she allowed this case just on Friday against Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger uh, to go through. She had previously denied a case uh, against Raffensperger, but now this new one has been set for trial on uh, January 9th. Uh, so Garland Favorito also commented on it, and he said this is, uh, this is great news, obviously it stands to allow the American people to get rid of electronic voting machines, get rid of the touch-sensitive devices. It's a step in the right direction for election security, and it's happening before the 2024 election. So keep your eyes on Georgia. If all of the various methodologies for the deep state controllers to steal the election are removed, or even some of them are removed, uh, then we're in a good spot to perhaps, for maybe the first time in our lifetime, preside over an election that has a vastly reduced amount of cheating and election fraud. You guys, we've got to take a break for the uh, second sponsor of the show. So give me just a sec. I'm going to get some water. I'll be right back. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been made. Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60. Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash red pill 78. And then when you're there, use code red pill 78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash red pill 78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Thank you for sticking around, everyone. I also wanted to talk a little bit about the elections in Texas. Texas is a big state. There's a lot of counties. There's ample opportunity for fraud there. And as my friends uh, Lori and Jen from Tally Texas, have told us on a number of occasions, uh, there are a lot of problems, specifically in Dallas County. <clears throat> This is a county where in the last election uh, they had some big problems, specifically with ES&S Express Poll Poll Books. The ES&S machines are different from Dominion machines and different from, you know, a number of other electronic voting machines. Largely, they all use similar software, but it depends on the actual specific machine for the specific area of the infrastructure, <clears throat> So in November 2022, it was reported that a Dallas County polling location at the end of the day, out of nowhere, randomly began to increment voters on their poll books. Now, as the polls were getting ready to close on November 8th in the midterm election, poll workers in Dallas County noticed that their e-poll books were adding hundreds of checked in voters at a time. So this took place sporadically for about 15 minutes and all of the devices finally settled on a given number. However, uh, that's not something that's supposed to happen. At the time that it took place, uh, a person working there had actually gotten a video out and shown that these poll books were just, you know, adding voters out of nowhere. That certainly to me does not sound like the behavior of a safe and secure and legal election. So, this year, on November seventh, as the polls were getting ready to close, the poll workers noticed that once again, poll books made by e s n s acted in a very similar way to what they did just a year before you began to have hundreds of voters added over the course of about fifteen to twenty minutes just as they were beginning to prayer prepare to close the polls now, I think a reasonable person looks at this happening, and if you have any honesty in your bones. Then you can obviously tell that what you're witnessing is some sort of sophisticated election fraud. It's not voter fraud because that's one person voting multiple times or one person stealing a vote. We're talking about an institutional issue. Who has access to ESNS poll books? Who would have remote access? How would they get access? I thought these things weren't connected to the internet. By Jove. All of a sudden, it looks like they are. And we can prove it. We know that they are. So this poll book in the video that was just recently shuttled out should have had 182 voters. One, eight, two. However, the machine randomly began to add more and more voters until, get this, It displayed 1,377 voters checked in. That's 1,195 more voters than should have been displayed. Ten times the number of actual people who voted. Now, the Dallas County GOP, they reported that they experienced widespread problems with the ePollBooks connectivity to the Internet. It began the first day of early voting with 20 to 30 percent of the voting centers being offline for anywhere from two and a half hours to half the day. As far as I know, the GOP, or excuse me, the uh, Democrats in this area, they didn't notice a similar type of issue. But they claimed that the issues that they continued to appear on election day, and there were a number of voting centers reporting that the poll books were completely offline. They couldn't get them online until mid-afternoon. Think about how many people coming in to vote are going to be disenfranchised. Obviously, that's the feature. It's not a bug. If it keeps happening, it's a feature. Somebody wants to make sure that certain people don't get to cast their ballots, and so therefore their votes are not going to count. These poll book surges in 2022 were fact-checked by a number of uh, left-wing organizations, including Lead Stories and probably PolitiFact, and uh, they described the system as state-certified. However, a funny fact is that back in 2002, during the election, the Texas Secretary of State website did not have any current certifications listed for those ESNS poll books. Just because they were certified at one time does not mean that they are certified currently. It's like if I have a driver's license, it expires, and then I get pulled over after it expires, and I say, but officer, I've got a driver's license. No, you've got an expired license. You've got a license that doesn't allow you to legally drive a car on the road. It's an old license. It no longer is in effect because you went past the expiration date and you chose not to get it renewed. Why in the hell is the same not applicable to a large international corporation like ESNS? <clears throat> I have to wonder Is it that fortification of the elections again? All right. Uh, This was an interesting story. I thought this is actually taking us back to Georgia. Do you guys remember that location, the Cop City location in Atlanta, where the Antifa militants had uh, essentially... uh, engaged in insurrection. Uh, It was an armed rebellion against the police who were going to be on this site working and training and stuff like that. You had armed Antifa militants wearing fatigues and black block uh, uh, uniforms. You even had one that got shot and killed by a police officer because he was opening fire on the cops who were guarding the area. Well, Earlier today, the same types of Antifa radicals clashed with the police at this training facility in DeKalb County, Georgia. Law enforcement had to get dressed in riot gear. They had to use tear gas and flashbangs, and they pushed more than 500 terrorists back. That's right. I said terrorists because these left wing terrorists were engaging in active rebellion against their own government. That's what happens. OK, they want to call us terrorists. Well, I'm going to use the exact same rules that they've used for us in the past, except we're not getting into fistfights with cops. We're also not telling cops to stop doing what they're doing and just get the hell out. We're not the ones spray painting a cab on walls. We're not the ones kicking in windows and uh, stealing purses and iPads from stores in organized theft rings. No, that's them. That's them. We want more cops on the street. Good cops. I don't want somebody with a badge just because they have a badge. I want them to want to enforce the law in a good way. Okay, not just to write a ticket for the sake of writing a ticket, not just to throw somebody in handcuffs because of uh, some arbitrary decision. I want cops who know the law, who understand civil rights, who follow the Constitution, who believe in the fourth, fifth, first, second, third, all of the amendments and who simply don't look at it as an impediment to get you into the station so that they can harvest more dollars out of your pocket out of your wallet. All right. Uh, Good news for the state of America. Uh, we have yet another dropout in the Republican challengers list. Tim Scott has read the tea leaves and he's decided it's time to drop out. He wasn't doing all that hot. I think he was at like three or five percent, something like that. Uh, and uh, Tim Scott really finally is doing the right thing. Uh, and I, I hope that he'll continue to do the right thing and that he'll stand behind President Trump because President Trump is the nominee. There's nobody else on the right who's going to be the nominee for president. Also, bad news for President Trump. His older sister, Marianne, uh, was found passed away in her New York apartment. Now, she was 86 years old. A cause of death has not been revealed yet. So I'm not comfortable speculating on what might have happened. We really don't know anything about the specifics. Uh, all we know is that uh, she was appointed by President Clinton, and her and President Trump were very close. Uh, I believe she might have been the mother of that nasty woman who wrote that terrible book about President Trump, Trump's niece, who is now totally excised from the Trump clan. But God rest her soul. It's all I wanted to say. Uh, President Trump also commenting on his situation in New York. Uh, And again, this is the set of rules that they have dictated he and we play by. President Trump had some insightful comments about the state of business and commerce in the city of New York. And it's quite clear that New York seems to be on a disaster course Uh, before too long. It's going to be just like escape from New York. They're going to have to build a wall around the whole thing and create one giant walled off prison colony, because uh, unfortunately, there's no other reason to go there. I mean, you can't stay at a hotel. You can't walk into Times Square and go to a business or see a show. Because you're probably going to step over a pile of poop or a homeless person uh, whacked out on drugs or maybe just a pile of illegals because they got nowhere else to go. But every single year it gets worse in New York, gets absolutely worse in New York. And the real interesting thing is that uh, Mayor Eric Adams, a Democrat has recently been speaking out about that. And I told you guys that he was raided by the FBI last week and his uh, top fundraiser was actually arrested as well. We're going to take a look at a little bit of an update on that story. But President Trump had a special message for the state of New York and what's going to happen to that city. And here it is from Truth Social. Nobody can believe this political witch hunt trial is still going on. No victims, no witnesses. Their witnesses recanted his fake story and said he lied. No defendants, no jury, no nothing. Only happy banks, etc. There was no fraud, however, but by the judge and the AG in saying that Mar-a-Lago was only worth $18 million when they knew it was worth many times that amount. They just wanted to make me look bad, all a big scam by the New York AG in order to get elected and then run for governor unsuccessfully. The Trump-hating judge must withdraw his bullshit early ruling. Before the trial even started, he knew none of the facts. He is devastated by the truth, but he just can't let it go. He's obsessed. Any other judge but this one would have dismissed this ridiculous lawsuit years ago. He asked me to settle for a much lower amount at a settlement conference, but I said no, I did nothing wrong. Businesses will never come back to New York if this hoax is not dismissed and forgotten, the sad truth of the matter is that these people are so wrapped up in their hatred of this man that they will never let it go. They're never going to walk away. They're never going to drop the case. This is going to have to be overturned in appeal. That's the only way it's going to be adjudicated correctly. Judge Arthur and Gorin, the, the, the shirtless creep. <laughs> who looks like he smells like an ashtray, is going to have to find another line of work. I hope Judge uh, uh, Elise Stefanik opened up an ethics complaint on him, and uh, and that's exactly what I was hoping was going to happen. I'm very, very happy to hear that. All right, so Eric Adams. I said earlier in the show, anytime anybody breaks the law, I think that they should face the consequences of it. That's just the way that it is. And they're going after Eric Adams for campaign financing violations. Uh, looks like he was getting money from the Turks and he wasn't just getting money from the Turks like his campaign manager was seeking donations and happened to take a check from a Turk. No, he was talking to the Turkish consulate general. And this is now a major public corruption probe. It is interesting, however, that Eric Adams kind of put himself on the radar speaking out against the actions of the Biden regime and then found himself the victim of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, kind of ironic, uh, but I think that it shows – that uh, the actions of the government are not always based upon what's right and, uh, and how you should act. It's oftentimes based upon who your enemies are. So they are focusing, the feds that is, are focusing on text messages that suggest Eric Adams helped to fast track approvals from the city's building department and the fire department for the Turkish government and their headquarters in New York City. This is coming from the Washington Post. The text messages in question, and they have his iPad, they have his iPhone, they have everything. Uh, this is between Eric Adams, who at the time that he was speaking with the Turkish Consulate General, he was the mayor nominee for the Democrats, and he was currently a Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Borough President. And the man he was talking to, the Turkish Consul General, Rehan Ozger, uh, and also he was uh, roping in the Fire Department of New York Commissioner, Daniel Negro, and that's N I G R O. So the FBI seized all of his communications, two iPads, and they're looking at everything related to the fundraising from his 2021 campaign. And as I said, Brianna Suggs his chief fundraiser, has uh, already been raided. And if they did anything wrong, you better believe they're going to find it. Looks like Suggs was uh, largely instrumental for raising a lot of the funds for Adam's campaign. Uh, in uh, in his bid for 25, 2025 re-election, which he may or may not be able to run for now, she's already raised him $2.5 million. And uh, it, Lord only knows what the feds were able to find when looking through her. Her communications, the stuff at her apartment, perhaps in their offices, all of Eric Adams' communications. I'd say this guy's goose is cooked, and the only reason his goose is cooked is because he spoke out against the regime. But that should not stop anybody out there from doing the right thing. I may not agree with Eric Adams' policies. I may not agree with his politics or his ideology, but I will stand in Eric Adams' Adam's shadow as he brings the Biden regime to account for the unrestricted illegal migration that they have allowed to take place and the wholesale destruction of a once beautiful shining city that Donald Trump helped to build and Eric and that Judge and Gorin just simply cannot stand. All right, Jack Smith in the the case that uh, he's bringing against Donald Trump, one of the many cases. Uh, He lashed out at President Trump in a motion that he recently filed. He's hoping to ban video and audio in President Trump's D.C. trial, which is set to begin in March of next year. Um, I think that that would be a tremendous disservice disservice to the American people. It's not – It's not normal that they would allow cameras and and audio devices into uh, uh, this type of a courtroom. Um, But there are um, a number of journalistic organizations who are fighting to see if they can get in there. Uh, Jack Smith uh, had filed an argument earlier this month uh, suggesting that all audio, all video should be banned. He doesn't. He knows he doesn't have a case. Uh, If people were there listening to it live contemporaneously, then we'd be able to pick through all of uh, Uh, The the uh, the bits and pieces, the uh, the lack of evidence. And obviously, that would get out to the American people pretty quickly. If they can keep that courtroom closed, then Jack Smith continues to control the narrative. This is the same reason that they put gag orders out on defendants and their lawyers. So. Essentially, it's pretty obvious, and we've talked about it on a number of occasions. Jack Smith is just uh working for the Biden regime. All right. It, it's obvious that the Biden White House directly oversaw the creation of this case. These charges, uh, they sought to destroy Donald Trump because they knew that they couldn't beat him at the ballot box uh, and that despite all of the various methodologies for cheating they have, Donald Trump is still going to kick Joe Biden's ass come 2024, so Jack Smith unleashed a temper tantrum in this motion, uh, suggesting that uh, there should be no cameras, there should be no audio, Uh, and uh, he said this, that Trump wants to create a carnival atmosphere. Well, no, once again, Jack Smith, uh, the carnival atmosphere has been created by you and your administration. Uh, and the people you work for in the current government, uh, you've created a carnival because you've taken a good man who served this country admirably, who didn't take a single penny, and you have pitted a criminal family organized mafia organization in the Biden crime family against this man and his family. You've got criminals and you've got patriotic Americans, and you've pitted them against each other. And in doing so, you've pitted the American people against that same corrupt organization, that bureaucracy that makes up the Washington, D.C. elite. So he says that uh, Trump wants to create a carnival atmosphere, which he hopes to profit by distracting, like many fraud defendants try to do from the charges against him. What charges? There's nothing of substance here, Jack Smith. You're just making things up. As the court has already observed in proceedings in the defendant's criminal trial, the defendant and his counsel will, if permitted, design their in-court statements instead uh, to wage a public relations campaign. Tell me a lawyer who wouldn't do that. Okay, that's called defending your client. And you're going to do and say everything in your power to do so again. When the federal government has their thumb on the scale of justice, it makes it a lot easier to get a conviction. The the feds have like a 96 percent conviction rate. So uh, Donald Trump's attorney should have the right to do whatever he wants, whatever they want. Uh, And uh, he just essentially goes on to lie about President Trump, suggesting that, uh, you know, he's he's talking about things that he shouldn't be talking about. No, he's just sticking up for himself. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Um, I think, well, guys, you know that uh, I got a whole bunch more stuff, but I feel like we've uh, we've made it to the end of the broadcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hopefully you liked the show today. Let me say thank you. Uh, to, uh, LKW Cross for that can. Uh, thank you to, oh, I already saw these ones. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookies. Nakaz, thank you for the shades. Liberty Bells says, uh, much love, Red Pill. Good to see you. Warrior Mima says, um, you bet Tiffany's would make sure their diamonds are returned, and we're better than Tiffany's. Absolutely. Tiffany's is not just going to stand for somebody m- slamming through the front door with a hammer and just smashing every single display and taking all of their jewelry. No, the American people want their country back and we don't stand for this stuff. We've just about had enough. And uh, this is exactly what America needed. We needed to see the problem We needed to identify the problem so that we could call it out and demand that it be changed. Uh, City Mouse says many patriots in Georgia all over the state are pushing election integrity on the county to the state level. Good. Continue to do so. Crane up, good to see you. Been a minute since I've been on Foxhole. Well, glad to have you there. Uh Brewbark says only DJT could flip the cancel culture onto a whole city. Seanjo, thanks for the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you as well. And WC Crane Up says, miss this fun. All right, you guys. Uh we've got nothing else. I just want to make sure that I didn't miss Oh, yes, you know what? Yesterday somebody supported me over on kofa uh Or Horatio says, love your message. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate you being here. Let me also, before we go, don't forget about the uh, other sponsors of the show, Oneness Drops. Dot com Use code RP78 to save uh, 15% off your order. This is chlorine dioxide water purification kits. They could save your life. They could save your family's life. It's the kind of thing you want to have in your medicine cabinet, in your car, in your go bag. If you're going camping, uh, you can take non-safe water and make it totally safe to drink. It'll kill a whole bunch of different pathogens. And you remember that chlorine dioxide is colloquially known as the universal antidote because it just doesn't allow sickness to exist. We've got a lot of people out in the chat who have successfully used chlorine dioxide, and they have all kinds of great stories about it. So please hit up OnenessDrops.com and make sure you've got your chlorine dioxide at home. And then also our good friend, Mr. Mike Lindell, one of the largest and most boisterous voices for election integrity today in America. This man has spent nearly his entire fortune uh defending himself and trying to get to the bottom of what happened in the 2020 election. I got a lot of respect for Mike and I want to say thank you once again, Mike, for sponsoring the program, mypillow.com, and use code RP78 to save up to 80% off everything in the store, whether it's the MyPillow mattress topper or the Giza Dream sheets, the bathrobes, the bath towels pretty much anything. You go there, check it out. You're really going to love it. Lisa and I can't even use things that are not from My Pillow anymore. All the towels suck from other places. All the sheets suck from other places. These sheets are going to remain soft and vibrant. They have a high thread count. They're not going to get all pilly. Uh, We were just uh, talking last night. We changed the sheets and she was like, we're going to do an experiment. I'm going to take one of these other pairs of sheets. We're going to put it on the bed. And we're going to see how it feels. And we got in and we said it's no no, Giza Dream Sheets, no Giza Dream Sheets. Uh, there is nothing, nothing like my MyPillow. So MyPillow.com, use code RP78, save up to 80% off, support the show, support Mike Lindell. Thank you very much, you guys. I appreciate you hanging out with us. And once again, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and pass out these gold pills, soft and vibrant. Oops. Uh, That shouldn't happen. All right. And uh, until tonight at uh, 1030 p.m. on Beastless Conspiracies on Badlands Media, where I hope to see you. Uh, Otherwise, if I don't see you tonight, then I hope to see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. right here on Red Pill News. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you then.
1: back